Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy to understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. Okay, guys, so in this podcast, we're going to talk about what to tell your kids or your heirs about your estate plan. So people ask me all the time, Paul, how much of this estate planning stuff that we're doing, how much of it should we tell our kids or our heirs? And really, for purposes of this podcast, I'm going to talk about kids. But when I say talk to your kids, I really mean talk to your heirs. You know, as, as we all know, People who have kids, they most people leave their stuff to their kids, but not everyone does either because for personal reasons or they don't have children, but I'm just going to refer to it as kids, and, but I'm really meaning heirs. Um, so here we go. All right. tough. It's tough for me to answer that question when somebody asks how much of, of what we've been talking about, Paul, and what we're putting in place, how much of it should we tell our kids because so much of it is a personal decision, but I'm going to break it down into two components. Um, the first component is the, the what do you own part of your estate plan, and the second part is the why you made the decisions that you did. So first, let's talk about the, the what you own and how much of what you have and what you've saved and what you own, how much of that should you tell your kids or heirs. And again, two schools of thought. Uh, some people tell me, they say, you know, Paul, our kids have no idea what we have. And usually when they tell me that, they have a lot more than their kids may think they have. So maybe someone comes in. I hate to put numbers on this because, you know, numbers seem to narrow things down because the numbers really don't matter. But let's say, you know, a couple uh, saved and invested and they have a couple of million dollars. <clears throat> and they think the kids think that they have maybe a couple of hundred thousand dollars. So um, sometimes the people say, um, my kids have no idea what I own. Our kids have no idea what we own. We don't want them to know. We don't, we're not going to tell them what we own. It'll be a complete surprise to them when we pass away. And they often tell me that the reason that they don't tell their kids what they own is is they don't want those children to become dependent on receiving that inheritance and perhaps the parents feel like it may cause the children to be lazy if they know that they've got half a million or a million bucks coming in the future. Um, they want the children to be as productive as they can be. So they don't tell their children what they own. Some of, some of the parents say, we're going to spend it anyway, so there's not going to be anything left, although that rarely happens. It just It's just the way it is. Most people who have saved and saved and saved and built an estate, they're, they're typically pretty frugal to begin with, and so they're not just going to turn on the spending faucet and start you know wiping out everything that they've saved for. It's just not human nature for them to do it. So most people's estates, even when they're not earning an income with the income that they do have, their social security, maybe a pension, maybe the income off of their investments, they're not going to see their estate 
uh, be depleted, even though, you know, they're going to maintain their lifestyle. So some people say, you know, we're not going to tell them. Our, our kids don't know what we own, no reason to tell them. We're putting some things in place to keep as much as we can in the family, but we're not going to tell them what we own. Other people, however, say our kids know everything we have. We're going to, if we haven't told them already, we're going to tell them now that we're putting things in place because we wanted to make sure that, you know, our estate planning was in place before we revealed all of what we own to our children. And people who say that tend to say something like, you know, we want to we want to show our kids what our our sacrifices and our savings and our investing uh, did for us so that maybe they can learn from our prior experiences and maybe one day they can, you know, retire comfortably like we have. So that's another school of thought on the on the do we tell our kids what we have. Some people say no, some people say yes. I'd, I'd venture to say there's not a right or wrong answer there. Now, a little bit different when it comes to the why you've made certain decisions. So this is where, um, you know, I think some communication to the kids or the heirs could be quite helpful. So perhaps you could communicate you know, why you're doing what you're doing, not necessarily what you own, but in the estate planning process, you're going to have to make certain decisions. Decisions like, are you leaving things through your will and, and requiring your survivors to go through the court process when you pass away? Are you leaving things to a trust in an attempt to eliminate all of the court involvement when you pass away? You'll be making decisions like, do you leave what you have if you have children uh, to your to your children equally? How will you leave things to your spouse? Do you leave anything to your grandchildren? If so, how much do you leave specific assets to specific people? Do you do you provide for some unequal distribution? For some reason, maybe certain children inheriting more than others or grandchildren. And you're going to have reasons why uh, you're making these decisions. And it's usually helpful on the back end if those people who are affected by those decisions know why you made those decisions. Maybe you want to leave, you know, everything to the children equally um, because that's just the traditional way to do it. Maybe you want to leave things to grandchildren because based on your prior experiences, you want to make sure that your grandchildren get, you know, a college education. And if you leave things directly to your children, maybe you'll have less peace of mind that there'll be funds set aside for the grandchildren. Maybe you want to leave specific assets to certain people. Maybe you want to leave the home to a certain person because that person has a need, for example. Or maybe you're leaving a certain vehicle to a certain grandchild. And, and again, maybe there's a reason why you're doing that. And that reason may, it may be important to you. It may be important to the recipient of that person. And, um, or maybe you're leaving an unequal distribution. Maybe you're leaving you know, one child less than the others. And maybe it's because maybe you provided more for certain children during your lifetime than you did for others. But if you don't communicate the why, then everyone's just left wondering 
why and when they wonder why you know who, who knows whether their um their their reasons why they think you did what you did are accurate and sometimes that leads to hard feelings and then you you know you got to make certain other decisions as part of your estate planning program and you have to appoint certain people to fill certain roles. So you're going to designate an executor or a trustee, of, an executor of your will or a trustee of your trust. And I think, you know, it's not a bad idea to communicate why you made that decision. And again, some people make these decisions for different reasons. Some people say, I want, you know, my oldest to be the trustee of my trust because that's just traditional. Or some people say, I want this person, or I want two people together, or I want all of my kids working together, or I want any of my kids to be able to do things. But these are these decisions, which I'm talking about now, are decisions where you're often singling out certain children to have certain roles. And I think it is important that you communicate to all of those children why you made that decision. You may have a very valid reason why. I want I want Jane to be the executor because after I pass away, the executor is going to need to sell my house and deal with my local accounts. And Jane lives here in town. My other two children live out of state. Jane makes sense. But the others don't know that. If the others don't know that reason, they may start to assume that you are giving Jane preferential treatment. So I think it's probably important that you communicate some of those why decisions. And then, you know, you have to designate people on a financial power of attorney, on a healthcare power of attorney. And again, uh, people tell me that, you know, they may appoint a daughter, for example, to be the agent on their healthcare power of attorney because the daughter is in the medical field. But if, if that's the reason why you're designating that daughter, that probably should be communicated to the others so that the others don't have um, hurt feelings. All those end-of-life dis- decisions that you make, the living will decisions, the statements about life support machines, all that should be communicated you know, to, your, to your children, to your heirs. So uh, it'll make it, e- not that they'll have a, a say in it, particularly if you have a living will, because if you have a living will, you've made your decision and you're directing them to honor it. But it makes it easier for them to... Uh, honor your decision, and uh, as long if you've if you've communicated that why and the circumstances around that why. So a couple of other things that are important as as I kind of summarize here is uh, it is a good idea to communicate the why you're doing what you're doing. Now there's different ways to communicate that. You can you know some people call the old family meeting. You know, they'll tell me that, Paul, now that we put our, you know, estate estate planning program in place, I'm going to sit the kids down and I'm going to have a good discussion with them about why we did what we did. So that that why communication can either be in person or, quite frankly, it can be in writing. Now, I will tell you when it's in writing, it, it, you know, in every circumstance is different, but that writing should be a writing that is separate from the actual legal documents that you put in place because you know talking about the why you're doing what you're doing it's just the legal documents are not the place for that but maybe in a separate document something that you type up or do in your own handwriting just kind of a letter in letter format as to the why you're doing what you're doing can can really make things easier 
um, for your kids to accomplish what they need to accomplish in, in the future, knowing the why you're doing what you're doing. So there's, there's different ways to communicate the why. The what you have and what you're leaving behind, that one, um, a logical argument can be made, and argument is a strong word, but uh, it's, uh, it makes sense for those who want to keep their personal financial situation private so that their kids don't know until you know the time comes what they own. And I can also see where certain parents you know, want to very clearly communicate what they own uh, to their children while the parents are still alive. So that's just a personal decision. There is no right or wrong there. So why? A good idea to communicate those whys, the, the what you own, uh, personal decision. Um, I don't know that there's a wrong option there. So, but um, at a very, very minimum, um, when, when someone puts an estate planning program in place, we always tell, well, at least let your heirs or those people who will be responsible for getting things done at, at when you become incapacitated, when you pass away, at least let them know that this exists and let them know where they need to go to find what they need to accomplish things they need to accomplish. Whether that's you know on your shelf in your bedroom or in a safe deposit box or perhaps you know getting in touch with uh, the appropriate estate planning attorney at a minimum let them know that it exists that you've got it taken care of that they don't have to worry about it and they know uh, where to look and who to contact in case you know they need help so anyway hope that helps we get that question a lot um, y'all take care of these things and have a great day